Shalom Aleichem to everybody, welcome back. We find ourselves amidst a war in Eretz Yisrael, very difficult, challenging, trying times emotionally, physically, spiritually for Klal Yisrael. And here in the Golas, we have to think and consider how and what we could do to continue to be mischazek, to strengthen ourselves and strengthen our Zachenu B'nai Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael in the situation. And of course, as Chazal teaches us, HaKol Kol Yaakov, Yadaim De'esav, Kol Zman, that the Kol is a Kol of Yaakov, the sound of tefillah and Torah is strong, is powerful, then you die in the hands of Esau will not have the ability to attack us, to hurt us. And of course, as we all know, our power, our tools, our ammunition, our warfare is tefillah. So therefore, I'd like to pay careful attention today to discussing tefillah, and specifically not just tefillah, but what we refer to as tefillah be'es tzara. There are different types of tefillos. There are different types of prayers. There's a prayer of todah, of thanksgiving. There's a prayer of shavach, of praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's all different ways that we speak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And of course, one of those types of tefillos is a tefillah be'es tzara. Tefillah in the time of distress, tefillah in times of disaster. As David Melach teaches us in Parak Yerches of Tehillim, Batsar li ekra Hashem velokai ashaveya. That there's a tefillah of batsar li ekra. There's a tefillah of tsara. There's a tefillah of pain. There's a tefillah of agony. There's a tefillah of calling out to Kadosh Baruch in a time of stress and time of disaster. And that's the tefillah that we find ourselves in today. That's the sugya, the tefillah. That's the nyan idiom in the form of tefillah in the way that we're supposed to express, articulate ourselves to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, both in, in, within the text of our tefillah, within the text of our davening, and also with our own words, we should appreciate and understand that the formula, the avenue of tefillah that is appropriate today is a tefillah of tsara, is a tefillah of es tzara. But what exactly is that tefillah, and how is it different than the organized tefillah that we have ordinarily? The Ramban tells us in his commentary, in the Hasagas Ramban on the Rambam, to when the Rambam writes that tefillah is a mitzvah saseh, that tefillah is a absolute biblical requirement based upon the Pasuk and Parshas Veskharon, Vaoso Tavor, there's a mitzvah saseh of tefillah, the Ramban says, absolutely not. That's simply an asmach, that's a mnemonic, but the Torah doesn't mean to tell us that tefillah is the Arisa. The Torah never tells us how long to daven, when to daven, what time to daven, and what specifically we should say. So the Ramban argues in the Ramban, the Ramban says tefillah is not the Arisa on a regular basis, but rather says the Ramban, shenispalel elav beis that when is tefillah mid Arisa, when is there a biblical, a din di Arisa to be mispalel? That's dafka based tsara in times of distress, disaster, difficulties, calamities, war. That during a time of tsar, during a time of distress and disaster, our eyes and our hearts should be focused toward the Bori Olam, to Melech Malchem Lachem, the same way that a servant in Evid turns and looks his countenance and his face to his master. As the Pasuk says in Parshas Baloscha, the Ramban quotes, When there's a siege, when there's a war, when we're attacked, that we should blow the chatzrotzos, we should blow the shofar, and we'll be recalled in front of Hashem. The Ramban learns that the pshat in that Pasuk is that anytime there's a tsara, anytime there's a disaster, calamity, distress, or war, we're charged to call out to a Baruch Hu in tefillah and to blow the chatzrotzots. 
And the Ramban continues that this is true of all forms of tsar, not just the war, but any conflict, any disaster, any plague, any of these types of examples, and certainly, of course, in a situation where we're being attacked by our enemies, and certainly that's true in Eretz Yisrael. That's what we're supposed to do, to call out to Kaddish Baruch Hu during a time of distress, and we need to know and understand and appreciate that according to the Ramban, we find ourselves in a situation or circumstance where we could be fulfilling the mitzvah of tefillah be'ez tzara. The Sefer Chinuch himself quotes the position of the Ramban in Mitzvah Taf Lamed Gimel, the Mitzvah of Tefillah, and the Sefer Chinuch quotes the Ramban and says, "Who can misapeg yomer shamitzvahi lehispalel vilizok lefnei hakel baruchu beis atzara?" Quoting almost verbatim from the words of the Ramban, that. Indeed, there's a mitzvah asay midiraisa to daven to Kaddish Baruch in a time of distress. But the, the Sefer Chinuch himself says that there's a major nafkamina. Somebody who finds himself in a personal distress. And of course, that's true if there's a collective distress to Klal Yisrael. Such a person has nullified, has not fulfilled a mitzvah asay midiraisa according to the Ramban. I have absolutely cancelled the fulfillment, the possibility of filling, fulfilling a mitzvah saseim dirais according to the Ramban. The sin, the punishment for such a person who does not call out to a Karash Baruch in a time of disaster is great, is enormous, because you're mesir hashkachas Hashem You're not focusing, you're not recognizing that a Karash Baruch is talking to you. And therefore each of us must know and understand that right now we have the obligation and the opportunity to recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking to us and that form of a tefillah is a tefillah midiraisa. And thus, that is our requirement. That is our responsibility. Rav Shem Pinkus in his commentary, Sharim B'Tefillah, fantastic work discussing all the different lashonos of tefillah. When he talks about bitzira, the form of tefillah of a tsar, Batsar Li Hashem, explains that there's another nafkamin according to the Ramban. If a person davens already and fulfills the mitzvah saseim diraisa one day, davens shachar, so he fulfills his mitzvah saseim diraisa. But then a tzara comes throughout the course of the day, at some point, in the afternoon, in the evening, whatever it is. Now there's a new mechaev of a mitzvah saseim diraisa. Even though he fulfilled the mitzvah saseim according to the Rambam, if there's a tzara that arises during the day, there's a new mechaev of a mitzvah saseim diraisa. So therefore, according to the Chinuch, if we don't take advantage in a situation where there's a tzara, we're meisir hashkachas Hashem me'elav or mevatel a mitzvah And according to Rapinkis, if it emerges an opportunity, even though we already fulfilled the mitzvah saseim according to the Rambam of Tfil on a regular basis, if a tzara arises, that's another opportunity to fulfill a mitzvah saseim mediraisa. Pinkus himself explains that the briskarav in various circumstances, would regularly have on his lips, Hashem. he would always murmur, and under his breath would say, you are the Baal HaYeshua, so Baal HaNechamas, and Pincus explains that really the Briskarov was doing that in order to be Choshesh for the Shittas Ramban. In various circumstances, if he was talking to somebody, if there was a situation that arose, he would simply say, Hashem, those three words, in order to fulfill the mitzvah saseim diraisa of tefillah based tzara according to the Ramban. So we have to recognize and note 
that this is an Eitz Tzara, that we find ourselves in a time of great need, of great distress, of great disaster. And yes, the tefillah that we should be davening is a tefillah of a tzara, batzar li Hashem. And we should appreciate it and know that Rav Pincus explains there in the chapter in the parak about Betzira, that just like a patient who's unable to describe to the doctor what his pain is, then there is no pain unless it could be described and articulated. How could the doctor heal if the patient doesn't describe the pain? And thus Rav Pincus explains that in order for the tefillah of an Eistzara to be heard by the Borei Olam, even though of course the Kaddish Baruch Hu knows and understands what we're feeling, the Kaddish Baruch Hu created the tefillah of a tzara in a way that we need to express it. We need to talk to Kaddish Baruch Hu. We need to articulate and describe to Kaddish Baruch Hu. We're in pain, we're in distress, Rebbe Shalom. Batzali, it's painful, it's difficult, it's hard, Kaddish Baruch Hu. Karasi, Elecha, please, Kaddish Baruch Hu, call out to me. It's so difficult, it's so disastrous. There's so much tzaras. There's so many difficulties. There's so many things happening to all of Kalali, so to Eretz Yisrael, to Bnei Eretz Yisrael. We're all feeling it in every continent that we're in. And therefore, we need to articulate it. Therefore, it's not just a regular tefillah where I could think or a tefillah where I simply say something and I don't mean it. But in order for the doctor to read and to understand the patient, the patient needs to be able to describe the pain. The doctor is unable to prescribe the appropriate medication or to prescribe the appropriate painkiller or the dosage if the patient is unable to explain or it will not be able to be as effective. And therefore the tefillah of an Eistzara has to be a tefillah that's on the table, that's described, where it's really articulated and really expressed in a very significant way. And therefore that's our job is to be able to do that. However, one of the most powerful ways that we express a tefillah of Eistzara is through Tehillim. That's the Mesoris of Klalisol and so many of the Tehillim that we recite are tefillahs of an Eist Tzar where David Melch says, B'varuchu mifnei avshalom below, marabu tzarai maski ledavid biyosu b'maras tefillah. That's the reason that we recite Tehillim Ayin Tess, Tehillim Pei Gimel, Tehillim Yud Gimel, Tehillim Perek Chav, Kuf Yud Tess, Kuf Lamer, Kuf Membeis. Those are the classical chapters because each of those Tehillim speak about tefillah be'eist tzara during times of distress and difficulty. But the Shailah is what about Shabbos? Is it appropriate to recite Tilim B'yachar or even B'rabim on Shabbos? Because Tfilas Rabim is the most powerful form of a Tfilah. It's Yoyoshu Eli Rekam. It's never not heard or responded to. And therefore, is Shabbos the appropriate time to recite a Tfilah like Tehillim Be'eistzara Tfilas Rabim or not? Mitzar Echad Shabbos Lo'onignitna V'lo'letzar Shabbos is a day that's given to us for pleasure and for enjoyment. And not for tsar, not for pain. So is it appropriate? Is it not appropriate? Carte blanche at first blush would seem to be inappropriate. But as we're all familiar, the minnaga, the Ramah, the Ramah quotes, in Hilchos Mincha L'Shabbos, that there's an old minnaga Rishonim to recite the 15 chapters of Tehillim from Kuf Chaf until Kuf Lamedalid, the 15 chapters of Tehillim, the Shir Hamalusim. That's the custom that many shuls have, that many communities have. In the summer you recite Perkiavos in the winter months, the Chamesh Yisrei Milos, the 15 chapters of Shir Mausa, certainly see that there's an old custom, Dafka too, recite Tilam on Shabbos, and specifically Shabbos afternoon. Moreover, Tilam is from Ksuvim, Kisvei Kodesh, so it's Talmud Torah, so why would we not learn Torah on Shabbos? And moreover, there's more of an opportunity to learn Torah on Shabbos. People aren't working, people don't have the regular schedule, so Adarabah, it would seem that certainly this should be the right time. 
However, the Mishnah tells us at the beginning of the 16th parak of Masech HaShavas, parak of Kisvei, that we don't learn and we don't recite Ksuvim on Shabbos, because it's Bittal Torah. On Shabbos there was a drush that was given. Halacha was taught in communities. The Rav of the town, of the city, of the constituency, would recite and say a shir, and that was the opportunity to learn halacha, and therefore Chazal established that ksuvim should not be recited in a bitul beis hamedrash. It would be a opportunity to learn Torah, to learn halacha, and to maximize the time to learn halacha. Therefore, Chazal instituted that there shouldn't be a limit of ksuvim. However, the Yachin Boaz already explains that this takana is no longer applicable several hundred years ago. The Yachin already writes that because regardless, there are set times for Shurim, people are coming to the Shurim regardless, and therefore that Maimar Chazal, that Mishnah that's Paskin, that there is a Isser to learn Ksuvim and Shabbos is no longer, it's actually not Paskin by the Rambam, not Paskin by the Tur, not Paskin by the Shulchan Aruch. So seemingly, there is no reason not to recite Tilim. First of all, as we noted, the Minig of the Ramah from Rishonim is to say the 15 chapters of Shira Malos, Kuf Tilim is Talmud Torah, and moreover, there's no longer an Isser of Bittl Beis of Ksuvim. But there is yet another reason. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch tells in Simon Reish Pechas, that on Shabbos, not only is there no Tainus, not only do we not blow the Chatzrot, so the two Iker Simonim, and the two primary ways that we recognize a Tsar, but more than that, special Tfilos, Tchinos, and Bakashos should also not be recited in Shabbos. As the Shulchan Aruch tells us, Ain't Tzokim lo Masrimbo. We don't cry out to Kodesh Baruch we don't scream, we don't pray for certain formulas of difficulties, of distress, we don't okay on Shabbos, unless it's an extraordinary circumstance. And the reason for that is, of course, because Shabbos is la'oneg nitlavant l'tzar. It's not the appropriate time that you have the week for. However, the Shulchan Tzarek says there are exceptions. Ir shehikifu anasim, simenresh peiches, siftes, a city that's been sieged, o nahar, or a lake that is flooding, or a boat that's sinking at sea. If Goyim are chasing a person, or list them, or robbers and bandits, or Ruach, or there's a terrible hurricane. Those are circumstances that permit one to call out, to cry out to Kaddish Baruch in the Tfilos of Shabbos. So therefore we see that there are exceptions to the rule. And indeed, included in this list, based upon the Gemara Masechah's Tainus, and Dafyutas, that situations like war, situations like disaster, situations like a siege, like an attack, and a program lo aleinu, and continuous war and continuous challenges, where there are rockets and bombs, sirens going off, this is a wartime circumstance, and the Mechaber is very clear that this would be an exception. Just like a chole hayom, an individual, a yachid, who finds himself in a matzav of a terrible sakana, sakana's chaye nefesh, a chole sheyesh po sakana, you could die for such a person, be yachid or barabim. The same thing is true when Klal Yisrael, when Eretz Yisrael, when Rov Yoshveha are sitting in a, in a circumstance where we don't know what might bring tomorrow bring. And moreover, there was a declaration of war, certainly this would be permitted, appropriate, and even mechuyav. Indeed, this was the psak the stipler, it's quoted in Sefer Orchus Rabbeinu, other Gedol Yisrael, that throughout the history of Klal Yisrael and Eretz Yisrael, that during different wars, indeed, Tilim was recited, should be recited, and that would be the appropriate thing to do. So therefore, in our circumstance that we find ourselves in today, indeed, it would be appropriate to recite Tehillim, both Biyachin and Barabim, for the situation in Eretz Yisrael. This is no different than a Cholash Yesh Sakana, somebody who is on the brink of life and death, as an individual, a tzibur can daven for such a person. So certainly when a rabbim are in a matzav of 
sakana, there's no question that that would be the appropriate thing to do as well. But what about crying and tearing and their aspect in the realm of Tehillim or in general? Regarding that, the Ramah Simon Reish Bechesif says, oneg, somebody who has pleasure in Yivke from crying, somebody ordinarily, we don't want you to cry because Shabbos again is a day of pleasure, of happiness, of joy. But in a situation where crying brings a person a certain element of joy, it is permitted. And therefore, the Mishnaburah and Sifkat and Dalet, quoting the Taz, as well as the Archa Shulchan, the Kafachaim notes this as well, only if your tears and your crying is coming because you're so misdabek to Kodesh Baruch Hu. Shekein matzin Rabbi Akiva b'zarach adash, shayaboch hamor Rabbi Akiva would cry, ba'amro shir Hashirim, when reciting shir Hashirim in Shabbos. Kasher shiyada heichan advar magim, he understood Rabbi Akiva that the words of shir Hashirim, of Shlomo Melch, were so powerful. V'cheinu matzoi b'mispalim b'kavana, so too somebody davens with tremendous kavana, tears emerge. But stop to cry in order that you should, your agony should go away. That would be inappropriate. So therefore, if a person is saying to Hillel, man, tears emerge, or if somebody will be over the congregation, maybe by crying more, then an argument can be made that that would be mutter. But stop to cry because a person is upset or angry or sad. So certainly that's in the realm of tsar, and that should not happen. But if it's within the context of tefillah, and that form of tefillah is inspiring a person to become closer to be mistabek to Kodesh Baruch Hu, that indeed would be okay. So to conclude, yes, tilim is permitted, is mutter, is appropriate to recite in a situation of war, in a situation of a difficulty, both for a yachid as well as for a rabbim, and that could be done both in a tefillas yachid or in a tefillas rabbim, and therefore in the context that we find ourselves in, the koach of a tefillah be'esar, the koach of a tzibor davening be'esar, the koach of tehillim, of davra melech, the tilim that we recite in Tzara would be appropriate, would be mutter to recite on Shabbos. And in terms of crying, if that's part of tefillah, if that's part of dveikus babori them, that would be permitted, but in another context, if that's not the case, that should not happen. We should continue to storm the heavens, to knock on heaven's door, to be mispalal to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should hear each of us individually, each of us as a community, and as communities across Klal Yisrael, and across continents, and across the world, and every side of the ocean, storming the heavens, and these tefillos, the tefillos that have Klal Yisrael are being mispalal, should be answered, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu should see and hear the depth of our prayers and the way we're articulating, expressing, describing the tsar that we feel and that Klal Yisrael is feeling. Because that's what's necessary in order for the right amount, the right dose of medication for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to be prescribed. So let's articulate, let's talk, let's describe, let's use the power that we have, the Shem Hashem Elokeinu Naskir, the Kol Kol Yaakov. That's our ammunition, that's what we have, that's what we should be doing, and that's what we must be doing. That's the responsibility that we have. There are those in the front lines, and there are those in the front lines in shul and in yeshiva and the base of Medrash. And our job is to make sure that we are protecting all of those who are on the front lines, with our front lines, with our song, with our tefillah, with our t- powerful Talmud Torah, Tshuva, Tfilot, Staka, Ma'avirim, Be'erestroa, Ha'gzer, Me'ubizocha, To the Yeshua Gdola, To Mashiach, Tzidkeinu, To the Shof, Mashpiach, Speedily in our days, Yeshua's Tovos, Bracha, Batzlacha.